Hello everyone, this is Jeff Davis, Director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities. Welcome to our podcast. We are fortunate, lucky, and grateful to have Dustin Wright here today with us, founder of Disability Cocoon. Dustin has been involved with technology, remote supports, and any number of things, and looking to the future of how we might better support those we, you know, those we are supposed to and have an obligation to. So you worked with Rest Assured for a while. I you did. did that, led I that did. into the future, and you moved to create your own vision for the future in Disability Cocoon. We are glad to have you. Yeah, thank you. This is uh, an honor to be here and excited to, to be a part of it. Why don't we jump right off with uh, you know today's work, your vision. You created Disability Cocoon with a vision. So sure. why don't we start there? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I think as you'd mentioned, I was with Rest Assured and uh, as their remote support provider, um, providing remote supports across the country. As the executive director there, I was uh, sitting at my desk after you know being there for twelve or thirteen years and trying to push uh, remote supports further um, into disability services and educate various stakeholders and change funding mechanisms and regulate uh, regulatory environments and. I was sitting there thinking, you know, it would it would be really nice uh, for Rest Assured or for any tech company out there to have one entity that is out there um, promoting technology specifically in IDD services. Um, and I was kind of thinking and, and, and looking, and there wasn't an entity like that. Um, you know, lots of entities are doing great things. Anchor has a, a tech initiative. Uh, the Ark of the United States has a tech toolbox. So there are, you know, DODD is, is, was pushing technology at that point. Um, but nobody was 100% focused on technology, which, and I felt like that entity was needed. And it just dawned on me one day while I was sitting at my desk, like, well, I could do that, and I, I should do That would be fun. I could do that. And so that was kind of the genesis of Disability Cocoon, uh, was just to create a resource for the disability community. And when I say disability community, I'm talking about provider organizations, service coordinators, uh, individuals with disabilities themselves, as well as family members, and then you know the other other people that are involved in disability services, to uh, give them a place to go and discover and learn and and um, figure out how to do this stuff because it's it's amazing what it's doing in people's lives and um, that that was the primary purpose of Disability Cocoon when it started. Sounds like I mean if you know to my recollection you got traction almost immediately. It seemed like to you know to me. I mean you. You jumped into that venture, and 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 it, it resonated with people. It did. I think people were hungry for it, in part because of uh, the. And I intentionally started in the state of Ohio because of the activities that were happening in Ohio. I knew that there was a buzz beginning, and uh, people were hungry for it. So yes, we we did get some immediate um, traction. The first event we held was in Cincinnati. In uh, October of 2018, uh, we had over 200 people there, uh, 25 plus exhibitors with all of these amazing tech tools. It was in a, a cool environment, um, which is one of the things that I'm really trying to also do with Disability Cocoon is to um, take conference type experiences out of uh, hotel ballrooms and put them in places where people can be relaxed, be themselves. Uh, and explore and not feel like I am there to uh, to learn and take a bunch of notes. I want people to walk in and have an experience and walk out with ideas is the, is the main goal of what I'm what I'm doing with those tech fests. Yeah, I think you are doing that. So let's uh, let's 
Let's change tax for a minute, then we'll come back to disability cocoon. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some of the very real ways that technology is helping. I mean, whether just give me stories or, or talk, whatever you wish. But but I still think we're in that phase where people are, I, I want it to work, but I'm not sure how it is. I know we have remote sports out here, but what else can it be? Yeah. So um, share what you're learning and what you're seeing. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's a big question. And I could, I could spend uh, much more time than we have here today talking about all the possibilities. Three but hours. Three hours, all right. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a, a new term, um, enabling technologies is being thrown around the country, which is kind of an umbrella term for, that encompasses assistive technologies as well as remote supports, uh, telehealth, telemedicine, basically any technology <clears throat> that is out there to increase the independence and autonomy of the people that we're serving. Um, you know, on the assistive technology side, there are, there are some amazing things. I was up at the uh, Tech Lab, uh, which is run by Trinity Services in Illinois, uh, and they had in uh, the OB robot, which I believe is uh, manufactured and, and run by a company here in Dayton, Ohio, uh, that assists individuals that are unable to feed themselves uh, in, in, in feeding themselves. And they can actually hit a button on this robot and then it picks up the bite that they want, so there's some choice involved. Uh, and feeds them. Um, you know, obviously, remote supports are a big thing. Um, Ohio is kind of leading the way in remote supports. You have more remote support vendors uh, available in the state of Ohio than than most states do. Um, we're seeing telemedicine uh, be a big. I think telemedicine and telehealth they kind of blend together, and the definitions um, are different depending upon on where you're at. But uh, you know, st- companies like Station MD that are popping up in a dock on demand in a home where an individual is living. Um, as a former DSP myself, you know the, re- the peace of mind that I would have had as a DSP knowing if there was some medical issue that I wasn't trained to deal with and I can walk over and touch a button and talk to a doctor, um, that would have just been amazing. So th- those kinds of things are out there. And, and it doesn't always have to be this high-tech stuff. Uh, we were actually just recording a uh, a, a video a second ago where we were talking about some of the low tech things. Um, you know, y- y- this doesn't have to be high tech and scary to people. Um, it-, it can be something you go buy at at Menards and um, or at, be- at Best Buy. Um, you know, at any device that is going to improve um, outcomes for that person served. So, do those resources yet exist in a system like ours? Um, in the state of Ohio, the new assistive technology rule uh, does allow for an AT assessment by a professional that's that's trained and and looking at those desired outcomes of an individual and then making recommendations of tech. So yes, um, um, if the individual is not in a waiver system, that was one of the reasons that I created Disability Cocoon was to help uh, people go out and discover and learn. Um, right now, uh, if people just hit disabilitycocoon.com, uh, they can you know, sign up for webinars that we're hosting. Um, we've got stories on there about how specific texts are being used. Where, where do our challenges still exist? Right. Um, so I actually think that, that you in Ohio are doing a pretty good job in addressing, addressing most of those challenges. Um, you know, I think the big one is just education and change. People are, are scared of change. Um, I think that there might be a misconception that if we choose tech today, we are stuck with tech forever. 
They don't realize. People, I think that people may not realize we can we can try this. If this doesn't work, mm-hmm. we get rid of it. We go back to what we were doing. Um, so change. Find the individuals themselves that we support are t- are typically hesitant, or they're the no. ones that are the most uh, willing. <laughs> yeah, they are the ones that are the most <laughs> willing, right? It, it's the my prof- suspicion. Yes. Yeah, it's the professionals and family members that because. You know, having been in that role, our job is to keep people safe, right? And in that, and that is where we focus our attention and our efforts, and um, we do a good job at it. And and sometimes we can uh, become a barrier in and of it ourselves. Okay, gosh, what have we missed? What would you like to cover? What are you? What 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 is? What are DODD's plans? I mean, I mean, that's you guys are kind of leading the country, right? I mean, you're. Uh, your example, other states. When I'm out there talking with other states and helping these other states with it, they're all coming back to what, what's Ohio doing? You know, and, yeah, we felt like that. I, I was just at the national state directors meeting. This was, I think, our best year ever uh, so far in 19. I think we've had 325 plus. So you know, the message was if you just t- if you just continue to nurture it, nurture it, support it, and talk about it, build on the individual successes. Then you'll continue to see it blossom. I, you know, I feel like that. But I, but I appreciate the conversation earlier because technology is broader than just remote sports, and we've got a lot of ways to go with remote sports. I know this, right? There's so much more. But but the things that you were talking about, technology, we've got a, that message now has to be out there. There's so much more there, and it just uh, it just keeps coming and keeps coming. So I'm wide open to thoughts, you know, on how we sort of. You know how we become that information broker. I know it's there for us, uh, so I'm wide open to thoughts on, you know, naturally what what DODD should be doing, and and um, so that was a long-winded statement and a question, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, um, I mean, I think that you guys are doing it right, as you said. People are. It's going to take time and continued efforts. So I appreciate that DODD is keeping this front and center. Uh, I, you know, I was very excited to be here to be a part of this podcast and. And just talking about it because that's an example of how you are keeping it front and center, and, and that's what people need. It's uh, you know technology is, I think, kind of perceived as this anomaly outside of the box of what normal services are. And the more we talk about it, the more that people see tech in their bubble of influence. It can't be, you know, somebody in California using it. it has to be somebody in the, in Ohio and their even in their area, their county. Um, that is what really drives those stories, those successes. Um, um, that continued uh, attention to tech is what's really going to drive it, and uh, it's. I, I honestly, I really think that technology is going to have the same impact that deinstitute on on our system across the United States that deinstitutionalization did in the '60s and '70s. I think that tech is going to to fundamentally change how people with disabilities live, work, play, learn, everything. It's going to be great. Instinctively and otherwise, I don't have any reason to disagree with that. So we're all in, all in for that vision, and we will, you know, we'll work with you closely in doing that. Excited, you know, too. others. Um, I'm, I'm learning from you guys, too. too. So that that working together is, uh, is good for, I think, for... The, a state system, as well as for you know disability cocoons and other other tech vendors out there. I mean, it's great that you guys are engaging uh, and in recruiting more options for people. Is yeah. Well, 
you know, also, right? I mean, if we're we're still leading the country, and particularly with remote supports, but let's say technology, I can't see any reason why we would want to be second or third. <laughs> so if we're in front, we're going to stay in front, right? I think Innovate Ohio brings a lot to the table, the Lieutenant Governor's Initiative. I mean, there are just ways that all of this can connect that that my limited vision, you know, allows. But there are really good thinkers out there like yourself and others on the ground it's working you know so okay you know I'm, I'm you mentioned that uh, the robots i guess we call them robots over in illinois is that what you said yeah the ob robot yeah yeah i mean that's that's fascinating yeah the more we can in, we can give people independence we absolutely owe them that independence and i think it's going to also improve out, outcomes related to health and safety right i mean I that's a big one i mean i was uh, <clears throat> talking to angel sense right now the you know gps tracking system when people hear gps tracking i mean it sounds mm-hmm. you first thought is ankle bracelet right but this is designed uh, specifically for the population of people that we're serving uh, they're out there you know saving the lives of children that uh, and giving families peace of mind and knowing that their child, that if if something happens, that child leaves, they've got a little tag on a backpack that's going to allow them to quickly get to that child. And, I mean, it's just, it, it's a lot, it allows for um, more independence, but also improved outcomes for people. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just, and, and tech is, obviously, we haven't even talked about the workforce issues that it's going to help address, which are a huge thing, right? I mean, our, that's not sustain, our, it's probably not sustainable the way that we're doing things. No, it's not. But, you know, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. But no, you're I, fine. You know, it's interesting. We, you know, when we started talking about remote sports and started with the message, right, and even in the intermediate stages, we talked a lot about the workforce piece. And, and I wonder if we didn't do a disservice to the message uh, because the real benefit is to the individuals, truly is, and that's how it's proved itself out. The workforce issue is obvious; it should be obvious to all involved that you know you don't you have a limited resource, and so if there are other ways, more effective ways to do it, yeah. then we should be doing that. Um, but I, you know, what what has captured my my imagination, and I, I'd say commitment is that it's it's working for the individuals we support. Yes. The rest of it are complementary factors. It's less expensive. You know, it addresses the, the direct support workforce challenge. But those reasons alone are not the primary reason you do this. You do this because it's making lives better for individuals. So well said. We're gonna adjust, you know, on the fly there too. Well said. And that that actually you know, one of the things that I, as I'm talking to other states, and one of the ways that I always point back to Ohio is the way that you have your your service definition structured for both assistive technology and remote supports. You've created a, a win-win-win situation, a win for the individuals and the independence that you were just talking about and, and the ability to go get this stuff, a win for the providers in that that there are that is helping them in reducing costs and address workforce issues, and then a win for the system, right? I mean, in, in reducing costs. And but you're absolutely right. We have to we have to keep the individual's needs front and center. If we start trying it any other way, you're going to lose that win-win-win scenario. You're not going to get the adoption. Um, so it's all about how can we improve that one person's life. And that's what I always try to tell people when I'm out doing these tech fests. I end every tech fest with. 
you you were exposed with a lot of ideas today and a lot of new tech solutions, right? Pick one. Pick one individual and implement it one time. Just going through that process one time will teach that that professional or that family member so much that uh, they'll then the light bulbs will start going off and they'll know how to do do more. It's been an absolute delight to have you sit with us. Thank you. Always good to see you. Always good to see you. Um, You guys are doing great things here in Ohio, so I I really appreciate the opportunity to sit down. Uh, to sit down with you today, and I hope uh, we're going to do it more often. Hope we inspire some people. I do too.